Good afternoon, hockey fans. It is Tuesday, October 23rd, 2018, here at the AHL Report. Welcome to this week's episode of From the Press Box, right here on the AHL Report. I'm your host and lead correspondent, Amy Johnson. And of course, I'm joined every week by my fabulous co-host, the editor-in-chief and founder of all the Rocket Sports Media brands, Mr. Rick Stevens himself. Well, I'm happy to be here on uh, after a busy week and uh, and a busy day as well. A game day for both the Rocket and the um, um, Montreal Canadiens. So that's true. Uh, a busy day all around. Absolutely. Um, we've got some things, as we say. You know, we always say we've got a packed show for you, and of course, that's no different this week as well. In our in our first segment, Rick, we're gonna take a look at uh, how the Laval Rocket and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms both fared over this past weekend. They each had uh, a couple of games. In fact, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms had their first three in three this weekend. So we'll take a look at how both teams uh, managed to fare in their games. Uh, Talk a little bit about um, some, uh, particularly in Laval, uh, some line shakeups that are happening and, and, roster decisions and things of that nature before we actually get into some roster updates, because there has been some movement uh, to that degree. Um, And then in our second segment, we have our popular winners and losers segment, um, which hmm, I wonder who will be a winner and who will be a loser today, at least in terms of what we think. Um, And then we're also going to touch on some news from the AHL, Um, before we talk about what's coming up for these teams this week and what kind of coverage you can come to expect uh, from the Rocket Sports Media team. Wow. I know. It's like I need a breath after all that. But before we get to that, I mean, we'd be Mm -hmm. remiss if we didn't acknowledge uh, particularly, well, I mean, we we hear from a number of of, uh, listeners about National Day, the National Day calendar. I, I get messages during the week saying, "Hey, did you see what day it is today?" Um, <laughs> and particularly Kathy, one of our, our yeah, loyal Kathy listeners, um, would be in big trouble if we didn't mention today. It's it's not your typical blockbuster National Day, though. It's um, no October twenty third. No, no, the the swallows depart from San Juan Capistrano Day. Oh, okay. No. National yeah, Boston Cream Pie Day. I mean, I love. Oh, pie, I don't. Li- yeah, I don't. I don't like no. Boston cream pie. No. Oh no. no, it's like eating pudding. Now, I mean, I like lemon meringue pie, but I don't want to eat a big pie crust full of vanilla pudding. Like, yeah, it's just not good. So and the most ma- the the biggest celebration today. Okay. Of all the national days on today, there's a, there's a few of them, is for National Mole Day. National Mole Day? Mole. Mole Day. Now, like, it's not the like one... Mole, like on Austin Powers, like moly, moly, moly. Like that kind no, of it's not that one. It's not that one. It's not the one in your garden. Although, truth be told, I had a... I had a vole problem, not a mole problem, but a vole problem this summer in my garden. That's a completely really? different story. And I, I don't know what <laughs> National Vole Day is. No, this is, this is, again, for the mathematicians. And, and in particular, the chemists. A mole, you know what a mole is? Apparently, in, I in don't. Chemistry, in chemistry, it's, it's a unit of measurement in in. In when you're when you're measuring a chemical substance, oh, you okay. Have so many moles of I sort of, of recall of, that of a substance, yes. Um, and they chose the day. There's a um, Italian scientist named Avogadro, and and there's something mathematicians know. Avogadro's number. Do you know what Avogadro's number is? That I do not know. You don't know. It's six point oh two times times 10 to the 23rd, the 23rd power. Oh, you know, I was, I was going to say that, but I, you know, I, I just so, wasn't quite sure. 
6.02 times 10 to the 23rd. Most, most mathematicians know that. Avogadro's number. 10, 23. So that's the October 23rd in there. Oh, okay. And the 6.02. Yeah. This particular day is unusual in that it's not celebrated the, the, the whole day. It's only celebrated from 6, 6.02 a.m. to 6.02 p.m. Oh, come on. <laughs> mathematicians are very specific. I was just going to say, you know, math, you mathematicians. are very specific. So we part, and once it's 6.02, party's over, everybody has to party's go home. A- is it a raucous party from 6.02 a.m. to 6.02 p.m.? Yes, of course. Of course. Debauchery and just raucousness and, and everything for 12 hours. Just 12 hours only. <laughs> I, well, you know, the day might not be able to handle 24 hours of that kind of celebrating. Mm-hmm. So. Now, if this is all too technical for you, wait till tomorrow, and you got uh, National Baloney Day to uh, to celebrate. So. Baloney! That's yeah. so much more my speed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sad admission. Let me tell you, that's a very, very sad admission. National Baloney Day. Well, I'm sure Oscar mm-hmm. Mayer will be pleased. Hmm. Hmm. My baloney has a first name. Yeah, that song. It's O S C A R. My baloney has a second name. Okay, we're do- we don't really need to sing it. Um, so, <laughs> yes, for our uh, National Day aficionados, National Mole Day. You still have however long this it is till six o two. Well, that's right. In you your, only have in a, your yeah, in your jurisdiction time zone. A limited time available. Uh, and I will I will tip my hat to uh, your Vikings. My Eagles lost this week, but your Vikings uh, Vikings pulled through. First in the North. Mm-hmm. Yep. Over the Jets. Mm-hmm. First time they they beat the Jets in in New York uh, the, as a as an organization. Um, I really? understand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, On a roll, and no. it sets up for the big rematch next week. Uh, against the Saints, so that'll be a terrific game. That's actually that's going to be a good game. I think. I think that's going to be a very good game. Bikes are on a roll. I think that's three in a row. So. Yeah, I can't say the same for the Eagles. I don't. I don't know what they're doing. And for those who um, were wise, as I was, to choose Adam Thielen in their their fantasy drafts. Um. Yeah, he's been he's been terrific. He has. I have him in one of my leagues. I'm still okay. Well, in, in good football news for me, I'm still undefeated in the All Habs Fantasy Football League. So, congratulations. There's that. There is that. Which is good. We like that. I was undefeated in uh, in the league that I have been um, in for a very long time, and uh, not the All Habs League, but another league. And until this weekend, and I got messed up with the with the Sunday game in London. Could we stop playing football in London, please? Really? And the last minute, you know, you had to be up at seven o'clock on Sunday morning to find out that Melvin Gordon was, had a hamstring problem. um, Complete crap. Yeah. Anyway. So my nephew beat me. Little bastard. (laughs) 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 Oh, good for him. Way to go. Such an un, such an endearing sentiment there. I'm sure he was pleased. I'm sure he was pleased. He's very proud. Yeah, he's, he, uh, if he wins one game a year, he's happy to beat his uncle. Well, there you go. You've made your nephew happy. You can feel good about that. Well, I told him that's his Christmas present. Really? Well, he better cherish it. <laughs> All righty then. Well, let's uh, let's talk about some hockey. Um, you know, we're talking about how my Eagles weren't doing so hot this weekend, and um, some of the hockey teams we covered didn't do so hot this weekend either. Um, last week, well, the Laval Rocket actually played three games at home um, 
last week. They played uh, Wednesday night, and then they also played two games um, back-to-back over the weekend. Now, on Wednesday night, they played against the Hartford Wolfpack in Laval, and you know, they came out, they dumped, they, they looked pretty dominant in that game. Uh, they won it five to two. Hartford looked a bit back on their heels. Um, and Lucas Vedemo uh, potted his first AHL goal on that night. So it was a, it was a good night for him, a good night for the, for the team in general. Um, and that was of course, you know, following that, um, fiery practice that had that had happened earlier in that week but as we've talked about Rick a little bit um, in past weeks and past episodes consistency so far has been an issue Uh, they they win a game they lose a game they win a game they lose a game so you know the test was okay well let's see sure they they came they came out uh, firing on all cylinders Wednesday night won the game handily five to two what would they do with the back-to-back against the Springfield Thunderbirds at home over the weekend? Well, and the answer was fall flat. Uh, They lost both games against Springfield. This is the Springfield Thunderbirds we're talking about here. They lost on Friday night, five to three. Um, And then they also lost Saturday afternoon um, and they lost that game two to four. And that was a game in which, Yet again, they outshot their opponent 40 to 16, and they lost four to two. Um, not exactly, Rick, the again, consistency is is obviously an issue. And to lose two in a row uh, on home ice against the Thunderbirds, not exactly um, probably the way that Joel Bouchard would have liked to see the weekend go. No, it's it's this riding this emotion thing. I, I don't know. They they came out um, as as they they do guns a blazing on Friday, fourteen to four. The shots were uh, in the first period, um, and and as you said that uh, the game on on Saturday the shots were were ridiculous. Uh, overall, in the weekend the shots were seventy three thirty nine, um, doubling up on on um, Springfield and um, it's just not when you come out and you're, you're pumped up and you're shooting all over the place and and you're erratic or you're shooting from the perimeter or it just doesn't have any semblance of their attack, any semblance of order or, or direction or purpose or, um, and um, yeah, they, 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 yeah, it seemed to 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 just be all over the place. I mean, their the puck possession puck possession's good and all of that. Um, it's just they're 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 having a real hard time um, completing. You know, the the uh, getting to the goal and 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 making that complete. Well, and another another place that they're really struggling is the power play. Um, most of the time they are not converting on their man advantage opportunities and they've had plenty of them. Um, you know, in, in the course of those three games, Wednesday, they went over three on the power play and then both games over the weekend. Uh, let's see Friday night's game. They were one for five on the power play and one for four on the power play um, on Saturday. So that's, that's been um one thing they've been consistent as is that, is that they've been consistently ineffective uh, with the man advantage. Um, in fact, they've been, they've, they've been probably equally uh, successful shorthanded as they have been on the power play, which, which is something that needs to get corrected. Um, you know, they can't have last year, there were, there were struggles on the power play as well. Um, and, it's it's not looked good so far this year at all. There's a lot of times, uh, e- even four on four, uh, they look very disorganized four, four on four, and and seem to have a lot of trouble containing contain, uh, maintaining the zone and and containing the puck. You know, we talked even be, as a, during training camp, and and um, you know what was going to be the the impact of of choosing not to bring back Adam Cracknell, Chris Terry. Um, mm-hmm. You know those players who could put the puck in the net, and I think you know part of that. Uh, Terry, his his bread and butter was the the one timer on the power play. Yes. Um, 
but but even more so, I think they're missing that that quarterback on the power play. And here's where um, you know a Zach Redmond sh- shows his value, or a Matt Taramina uh, last year yep. um, uh, on on the power play, and and they just don't seem to. Have, well, I mean the same goes for the Canadians. They don't seem to have that power play quarterback um, who is a, a, th- a threat from the point in 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 the shot, and and uh, also is effective at at. Uh, finding that open guy and, and, and engineering and being creative, um, you know, three, three power play goals in 20, 28, 29 opportunities is not going to cover, uh, cut it. And, and uh, you know, they can't sit near the bottom of the AHL in power play uh, efficiency and, and, uh, and hope to be in a power, in a uh, playoff position this season. No, absolutely not. Um, and, you know, it's we've talked a little bit. We talked a little bit last week about how there were there were you know some players who had had yet to see ice time, um, and and I know we're going to get into that a little bit as well. But you also wonder, okay, well if 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 you're getting to a point where um, you're struggling at, at certain aspects of the game or you're having trouble. You know, I know it's still early in the season, and sure, lines are still developing chemistry. But we're we're into you know the third week of the season by now, going into the fourth week of the season. So things should start to be gelling. You know, maybe now is the time to start putting in some of the guys who, uh, you know, like the Jeremiah Addisons and and so forth, um, just to see how things can can be shaken up. I know we talked about how how. Uh, Nikita Sherback, same thing with the with the Montreal Canadiens. Nikita Sherback hasn't cracked uh, a game lineup yet. Um, so it's just a bit of a head scratcher there, especially when things are, are not working. Uh, the Laval Rocket are now under 500 on the season. They're three and four on the season and they have two games on the road this week. Um, so it's not, uh, haven't heard any outbursts from practices yet <laughs> this week from Joel Bouchard that, that things went wrong. In fact, oddly enough, I, I have to say, I, I believe um, it may have been Anthony Marcotte who had tweeted uh, after that Saturday game in which they lost the second of the back-to-back. And if if listeners remember correctly, a, a week ago in one of their losses that they lost two to one to the Binghamton Devils, I believe they had outshot the Devils 41 to 14 or something around there. And so yet again, a week later, you have a game where the Rocket lose four to two and they outshoot the Thunderbirds 40 to 16. And so as you mentioned, we've we've talked about continue. You know, they have to get into high danger areas. They have to get in close to the net, get into traffic, get into the slot, stop just shooting at anything from the perimeter. Um, and so in his post-game comments on Saturday after that game, Joel Bouchard said something to the effect of, he was happy with the effort of that his team had put on the ice that night and and mentioned the fact that they that they outshot their opponents by by more than you know three times the shooting and i'm thinking well that but that's that's just it that's that's part of the problem isn't it well for a guy who's trying to profess to be his own man he sounds an awful lot like Claude Julian uh, talking about you know, um, stressing the shot count and 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 the compete level, and um, trusting that you know if if we get a lot of shots to the net, one of these uh, it's going to go in one of these times. And and of course, uh, we have a whole season of Montreal Canadiens um, hockey to disprove that theory last season. So, um, uh, yeah. Let's hope that that uh, the volume leads to leads to some goals. But um, you know, yeah, as we saw in in uh, one particular Canadians game this year, forty shots they had three from the high danger area. Um, that's it's it's no wonder uh, that uh, that the puck's not going in the net. Yeah. We were also uh, we did some live coverage at. Uh, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms this week as well. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, they had their first three and three this weekend. Uh, the first two games of which were a home and home against division rivals, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. And then they wrapped up 
uh, on Sunday with a road trip to Bridgeport. Um, so, Rick, we, w- we were in attendance for the first of the home and home, the home game against uh, between the Phantoms and the Wilkes, Barry Scranton Penguins. And unlike the week prior, where unfortunately we watched the Phantoms get shut out seven to nothing, um, this was this was a game in which the Phantoms looked a lot more engaged and a lot more um, just active in this game. Uh, the physicality, of course, between these two teams uh, surely helps that and, and helps with the energy and so forth. But I thought Carter Hart looked better uh, in net and and offensively. Um, every time Pitt, uh, every time Wilkesbury would score, um, you know the the Phantoms were right there getting getting a goal back, um, and they ultimately unfortunately lost that one five to four. But but a much better effort on the ice than than the week prior. Very good game, very entertaining game, um, very competitive game. As you said, it was a rivalry game, very physical. Lots of scrums after the whistle. Um, it 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 was. If you look through the the penalty um, uh, listing, there was uh, several roughing calls, and and um, it was it was it was tough. Uh, and there was an even um, was this the game that um, Will O'Neill was suspended out of? I think so. Yes, yes, um, it is. <clears throat> and and um, yeah, coming back home, as uh, so to speak. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the the energy in the building, the emotions were were um, up there. There was a good crowd. Carter Hart, as you said, was certainly better, although he still isn't there. He still isn't the yeah. Carter Hart that we've known from uh, junior hockey. And and uh, you know that was kind of alluded to after after uh, in the in the coach's post game um, that he's just not. He's still adjusting. Um, and uh, trying to figure it all out, and, and uh, but a, you know a, a good effort, a, a good strong uh, rivalry game, and, and it was it was fun to be at. Absolutely, um, and I, I I will correct myself. Uh, will O'Neill was was suspended um, for a fight that he got into the following night, the second the night in the night, home and home. Yeah, okay. the following night. Um, but in that game, so they lost. They lost the first game five to four against the Penguins. Turnaround went went up the turnpike to visit Wilkesbury the following night, and they won that one six to three. Uh, there was big fight that Will O'Neill was was involved in. Of course, uh, we'll get to suspensions in the second segment here, but he he was one who was assessed uh, a suspension. Um, but another noteworthy part of their win on Saturday night was the return of Alex Lyon to the lineup uh, in his first game of the season coming off of injury. So first game of the season for Alex Lyon, and he gets a 6-3 to three win under his belt. So um, great to see him back in the game. Yeah. 42 saves. Wilkesbury had 45 shots that game. Um, so it wasn't so an easy Alex. win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's 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 – that's how you come back off of injury and kind of put your stamp on things. So uh, good to see Lyon back in the crease and, and obviously uh, in good form and ready to go. Um, The third game in their weekend series was a, go ahead. I was just going to say for me, um, the other note where there was, was Rupsov. I mean, um, he's been, he's kind of highly touted uh, and I, I haven't, we haven't really seen, uh, him emerge um, this season yet he's he's looked a little tentative uh, but but got two goals in um, in the Saturday game was a plus three overall and and uh, yeah one of the one of the stars of um, uh, he named the first star of of uh, the game on on Saturday for the win that's fantastic for him and I think you know maybe as as he gets some games like that under his belt maybe his the upside in his game will start to emerge a little bit more as he gains some, some confidence and, and kind of makes his mark uh, as well. But you're right. He's, he has looked, he has looked better uh, as of late. Uh, And so to finish that three and three series over the weekend, uh, the Phantoms did travel to Bridgeport to take on the Sound Tigers. Uh, It was another uh, competitive game. This one went to the shootout. Um, Lehigh Valley actually had the early lead. They were up to nothing after the first period. 
Uh, Bridgeport came back to tie it before the end of the second period. And then they each scored a goal in the third, forcing overtime. Um, and then in the shootout, unfortunately, um, none of the Phantoms uh, shooters, Taylor Lear, uh, German Rutsoff, or David Case, uh, Kase, were able to score. However, Chris Bork, who used to uh, play for the Hershey Bears and has now found himself a home in Bridgeport, was able to uh, get one past Carter Hart. Uh, and so the Bridgeport eventually came out the victor, but Lehigh Valley did manage to get a point out of that game by, by forcing the overtime. Legendary AHL Chris Bork. He just, <laughs> he, he, yeah, he just, uh, he, he's going to last forever. He just finds a way to contribute. Um, yeah. Now, now with Bridgeport, as you said, uh, with Hershey before that. Just keeps going and going and going. Um, Rick, I just want to talk a little bit about um, we had we had started to allude to some of the the lineups in Laval. We should make note that um, you know last week we had mentioned the fact that there were a handful of players who had not yet made their debut with the Laval Rocket yet. Um, one of them did manage to do that over the weekend on Friday's game. Hayden Verbeek came into the lineup uh, for his first game of the season. Daniel Audette was the healthy scratch uh, in his place, which was an interesting choice. Uh, we talked actually a, a little bit last week about how, how Audette um, hasn't really been very noticeable as of yet. He's been left wing on the fourth line for the season so far. Um, and, and so it resulted in him being a healthy scratch for beat came in, had a decent game. Um, wasn't anything, uh, you know, overly notable, but he, but he had an okay game. Um, but he he then went back to the press box on Saturday, and Daniel Audette comes back into the game on Saturday and goes to the second line, which was a little surprising for me to see. But the 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 line the lines were all over the place on Saturday after that loss on Friday night. Um, you know you've got Daniel Aldet up on up on the second line which he seemed to respond fairly well to that uh coach Bouchard after the game said that he liked he liked how Aldet played in the game and that you know if that's what it took to wake him up was was bench you know sitting him out for a game then then so be it um but you had you had guys that were you know on the first line looked like they were playing on the fourth line you had Yev, well, Lucas Vedemo, because of his, you know, play on Friday night, he got promoted to third line. Um, so lots of kind of line blender things happening. Um, and like I said, Verbeek made his his debut, but still no Jeremiah Addison. Still. And it's it's a bit of a mystery um, because. Uh, he was injured, uh, you know, a, a good portion of, of, of the season last year. But when he was in the lineup, he, I mean, he was a bit of a buzzsaw. And um, yeah, so it's 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 odd. I'm not sure what he's done to uh, deserve kind of uh, action, but but uh, there must there must be something. He can't have gone this long um, and not play without um, there being some issue there. Yeah. Well, we'll see uh, rosters are, are, we'll see what happens. Uh, they, they play the Marlies tonight and they play uh, Rochester on Saturday. So we'll see if this is the week that, that perhaps he makes an appearance. Uh, but as far as the roster is concerned for Laval, Rick, there's been some, some changes. Uh, Etienne market. We no longer have the three goaltender tandem <laughs> in Laval. Um, Etienne Marcoux did not uh play or even back up in a game uh, so far this season, but he, he has uh, been sent, I believe to the Indy fuel. And then just today, um, Pizzetta was sent to where apparently everybody's going this year, which is the main Mariners. Does um, any, do you think that's the right thing to finally be getting these guys into, into ECHL situations so that they can start playing yeah, I suppose so. It, it's a uh, you know, as we've mentioned before, it's an awkward uh, situation having having uh, 
many more players than they need. I mean, they, I, I think that was intended. Uh, they ran a little thin uh, with the injuries uh, in, in both Laval and Montreal last year. And, and um, then the, you know, the, the situation with Brampton was, um, you know, they, 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 they weren't such good landlords there, so to speak. And, and uh, so, uh Brampton had set up that with that that arrangement with the Senators so that they would have some players, um, and and so this year uh, the the Canadians chose not to have an ECHL affiliate. We've got players dispersed all over, everywhere, and um, you said uh, Marcou is uh, with the Indy Fuel where he's where he's been. Before, I believe they right. Um, uh, T.J. Melanson with the Admirals, uh, Felix Martineau with Fort Wayne Comets, um, and four players with the, the main Mar- Mariners, which is an odd situation because they are the official fil- uh, ECHL affiliate for the uh, New York Rangers, but there's that personal connection between Joel Bouchard and Danny Briere. Um, one of the owners of, of, of Maine. And uh, uh-huh. so, yeah. You have Pizzetta, Waked, Culkin, and Adams Moisan in uh, in Maine, which is you know four players is probably more <laughs> the, the the beast would have loved to have four players um, probably last year. Um, That's very true. Yeah, so we'll see. It it's just odd in that that at least when there's an official fil- affiliation, there can be some input as far as playing time and and. Uh, you know, reports back and, and all those kinds of things. I, I, I don't know if if they're counting on Briere to provide that information or uh, whether they make, yeah. um, whether the scouts make more, uh, you know, visits that way. I, I don't know what the arrangement is uh, yet, but um, just uh, at least, as you said, at least the players uh, are in a position where uh, they'll be, they'll get some playing time rather than sitting in the press box. Sure. One other uh, notable addition to the ECHL in the last week or so uh, is one that, that you mentioned to me last week, and that's uh, a familiar goaltender who now finds himself in the ECHL, um, leaving the Chicago Wolves organization and being and being sent down, uh, and that is Mr. Zach Fukali. Yeah, Zach um, uh, signed with uh, Las Vegas um, and um, um, I think he he had hopes of of rejuvenating his career um with that organization um on their on the Golden Knights goalie chart um now that can change fast as we saw last year with the way oh, they ran for goaltenders but but uh, so far the 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 depth chart is um Fleury and Subban at the NHL level with the Golden Knights and Oscar Dansk and Max Legacy um uh, with the Chicago Wolves at the AHL level. So that leaves only um, the Fort Wayne Comets, um, the ECHL affiliate of, of, of Vegas, um, where Zach Fucali is, uh, has become their, their number one goaltender. Um, and, and, you know, um, he, as, as uh, Zach does, he, he, uh, tries to maintain a very positive outlook and um, publicly he said that he's there to improve his game. Um, he's confident that he's not being buried down in, in the ECHL. Um, he's there that, um, uh, you know, to win some games, get some confidence and to uh, improve uh, certain parts of his game. And, and, you know, we've talked before where, where confidence plays a big part with, with Zach's game and the mental, the mental aspect of the game. Um, is something that uh, he's always working on, and so hopefully he gets a good chance to um, to rejuvenate his career there. And and it sounds like he's been embraced by um, you know the Fort Wayne fans. Um, they have a connection uh, and uh, with um, former um, Zach's former coach when he was in Brampton, uh, Colin Chalk. Uh, Colin Chalk is legendary with Fort Wayne. He was uh, their captain um, before he went into coaching and and uh, won five championships with uh, with the Comets. So that's the Comets with a K. That is, 
Um, and, uh, you know, Zach was even asked, it, Zach was in, in Fort Wayne when uh, Colin Chalk's banner, they retired, his, his number 91 was retired in Fort Wayne, and they raised the banner, and, and uh, that night, it's about a year ago, um, the banner was raised upside down, so it caused a big fuss. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, well, that's, so when, when, that's uh, not good. Yeah, when Zach arrived in Fort Wayne, he said, uh, hey, did you remember? And he said, yeah, yeah, uh, I remember that game. Um, <laughs> and the only thing for Zach is that they, uh, the Beast had lost in overtime in that game. That was on his mind, not so much the, the banner fiasco. but Sure. Um, good, for, good for Zach. He's in Fort Wayne. Also there, Felix Martineau, as I mentioned earlier. Um, so... Uh, I, I I hope that uh, that he can pull things together and and maybe work his way back up to the depth chart. I I hope so too. And as you say, you know he's he had the right things to say, the forward facing you know positive things to say that he's you know. My hope is that as you as you mentioned with his confidence and whatnot, I I hope he believes the things he was saying, as in. I'm not just being buried down here. I'm going to get back up there. Those things, uh, because he does work hard, um, and and we certainly want the best for for Zach Fucali. And can't believe that the ECHL will will be will be where he ends up permanently. So we're wishing him uh, good luck. Yeah, the difficulty is that Fort Wayne so far not a great team, um, and uh, they're 24th in the league. Uh, the ECHL is a 27-team league. Uh, they're 24th. Just interestingly enough, they're just ahead. 25th place is the Maine Mariners, who uh, oh, we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Zach so far has played three games. He's got a record of one and two, three oh four goals against, and an 8.90 save percentage. Well, we're just going to say that that's going to get better. Yeah. <laughs> we want that to get better for Zach. All right. Well, we are uh, while we while we contemplate that, we're going to take one quick break here. Don't go anywhere. When we come back out of our commercial break, we've got this week's winners and losers, and I'm I'm already curious to see who Rick has picked for this week. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. From the press box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at Rocketsportsmedia.com. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. Well, you know, Rick, sometimes we got to give people their props, and sometimes we got to say, eh, you might... Maybe you need to be a little bit better. And so with that, we have our uh, what's quickly becoming a popular uh, feature here on the AHL Report, and that's our winners and losers segment of the week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I always ask, do we want to start with like the good news or do we want to start with the bad news? Let's go winners. I don't know what we chose last week, but uh, I'm I don't know what we did either. First. But Okay. All right. Well, I'm I I do remember that last week you let me go first. So this week I will let you go first with your winner of the week. My winner of the week um from the Manitoba Moose is Mason Appleton. Oh, nice. And Mason is um he had a he had a terrific uh rookie season last year um in the AHL first pro season and um seemed to to he he really stood out when uh when the moose played uh the uh the Laval rocket um 
the, the moose had a lot of weapons, but it was Appleton that, uh, that, that seemed to be on, on the score sheet. And, uh, this past weekend, um, he had a uh, five-point game, three goals, hat trick, uh, two assists, and wow. uh, the moose. Yeah, the moose beat the San Antonio Rampage um, on Sunday afternoon. It um, uh, MTS Place in in well, it's called something else, Bell MTS Place in in Winnipeg. Um, he he's a guy we talked about uh, in one of our preseason shows at at maybe having an outside shot to to uh, make the roster of the Winnipeg Jets. Of course, that roster um, pretty full, uh, particularly mm-hmm. with all the uh, prospects and and uh, and we Brent Lemieux and and Jack Roslovics. Uh, they had to uh, put. Um, Marco Dano on waivers. Um, we talked about that. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. So uh, um, Mason Appleton, um, you know, he had he had uh, a decent camp. They, they he they talked about he showed up in great shape and and all of that. But but it was uh, um, maybe a little intimidated at the Jets camp uh, with all the talent there and and uh, didn't really show what he could do. But um, since he's he's come down. Um, He's uh, he's been very good, uh, and for a sixth round draft choice in 2015, it's uh, there's a lot of value there uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. Um, we saw him last year at the uh, the All Star game. Uh, That's right in Utica with uh, with uh, Sammy Niku. Sammy Niku, one of the better or maybe the best defensemen in in the AHL last year, also a Jets prospect. Um, Niku and and uh, Mason Appleton represented the Jets uh, last year at the All Star Classic. Um, so, uh, you know he he's uh, he's a guy to watch. He's um, uh, I think he's top twenty in in scoring in the AHL, um, and um, and we'll see how long he lasts there. But off to a great start, and uh, for that five point f- performance uh, on the weekend, gets my winner of the week. Fantastic. Um, my winner of the week is actually one of Laval's own. I will tip my hat to Kenny Agostino this week. Um, he is currently the points leader uh, for the Laval Rocket with seven points in seven games. He has three goals and four assists. Uh, he had the only two goals scored in Saturday's game against uh, Saturday's loss against Springfield. Uh, but it was, it was the first of those that, that makes him the winner of the week. It was um, duly noted that it was a highlight reel worthy goal. Um, Agostino basically went end to end through really heavy traffic through the neutral zone. And, and it was essentially a one on three going through uh, Thunderbirds that just had, had the slot completely blocked off and Agostino managed to just, deke his way right in between them, carry the puck through and, and, and put the puck uh, past Chris Drieger. And it was, it was quite a spectacular goal. Um, I think bar down even, even was playing clips of it on Twitter uh, and so forth. So um, not only, as we've said, you know, guys like Kenny Agostino and Byron Fraze and Michael Chaput are the guys who are supposed to be, you know, they're the, they're the seasoned AHL guys who should be, uh, you know, if they weren't going to be able to keep Cracknell and Tormina and uh, and um, Chris Terry around, that that they were going to need to find some way to to replace those kinds of of goals. And and guys like Kenny Agostino are the ones I would imagine are expected to do that. So appropriately, he is leading uh, the scoring for the Laval Rocket, but had quite quite a dandy of a of a goal for himself on on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Nicely done. Very. Um, on the flip side, my loser of the week, um, you know, I was I was curious, and so I just did a little digging the other day um, to see, well, what's plus minus looking looking like around the league? And uh, my loser this week has to go to Josh Hosang, uh, who plays for Bridgeport. Um, in seven games played, Josh is a minus nine on the season, hmm. which, 
Yeah, exactly. Hmm. <laughs> you don't want him not. in your fantasy pool, do you? No, I don't think so. Um, my goodness, just really <laughs> a little bit surprising. Uh, yeah, seven seven games played. He has zero goals, four assists. Uh, and is a minus nine on the season. And no one else on the team even comes close. The next closest guy, as far as plus minus, is Connor Jones at a minus five. Um, so, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Uh, something's got to change for Josh Hosang cause, because that's just, that is not a statistic that you want uh, stuck next to your name. Seven Seven games played and on the ice for more than a goal against. Uh, every game, not ideal. So Josh, unfortunately, is my loser of the week. Last week I had the Marlies and their goaltending situation um, as my loser. I'm going to follow along in rather than naming a person, naming a team. um, And, and this week it's the Ontario rain. Um, Mm. And for a couple of reasons, actually. Uh, first of all, they've, they've uh, given up the most goals in the AHL, thir- 36 goals against oh. uh, so far in seven games. Wow. Yeah, yeah, 36 goals against, most in the AHL, um, seven games. Um, they've managed to, to eke out five points in those seven games. One, just one win, um, but... Uh, three points in, in overtime and shootout losses. So, um, yeah, they have, they have five points. And the other reason in those seven games, um, they have 157 penalty minutes. What? In seven games, seven games, 150 set, like bar there. It's, it's not even close. Who's in, in second. Um, it's the Ontario rain are just, the are angry, the league, so to speak. Just, are, are we angry at something this season? I mean, it's pretty early in the year to have those kind of numbers. For example, the Rocket, the Rocket have taken a lot of penalties, too, far yeah, too they many. Um, they have 82 minutes in penalties. Uh, wow. Half, yeah. Uh, the Phantoms have 67 minutes in penalties. Um the 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 Ontario Reign against uh, one of the games against the Colorado Eagles. They, they had forty nine minutes of penalties in that oh. game alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that yeah, was a that was a feisty evening. They've been uh, shorthanded thirty four times. Um, they've uh, have ten <laughs> ten power play goals against. Phantoms have nine, actually, and uh, uh, Laval, who's been very good on the PK, uh, only yeah. had three, only given up three. Um, so it made me say, oh, well, what are the goaltenders doing there? Um, Not Peter much. Budai was, was up for a bit uh, when uh, with the Kings when Jonathan Quick was uh, was injured. Um, he's back down now. Quick's back. Um, and, okay. Uh, Quick and Campbell are, are, are uh, the tandem once again with the Kings. Uh, in in uh, for the Ontario Reign, it's Cal Peterson and, and Peter Budai. Um, as you'd expect, the numbers aren't that good. Um, Cal Peterson is hasn't won a game yet. Oh two and three, a goals against of four point three four, a save percentage Ooh. of eight seventy four, and. Um, Peter Budai, um, since he's come back, he's actually got a win. I don't know how that happened, but uh, he got a win <laughs> and and a loss in his two starts. A goals against of six fifty eight, and a save percentage of eight oh four. I'm sorry. Did you so, say six fifty eight? I did. I did. Did there you was say eight oh four? Yeah, there was one game. He was he was. Uh, Peter was looking to the bench. He expected to be pulled and, and they left him in. Um, anyway, oh my it, I think that was against Colorado He's like, as Could well. You but, please yeah. give me the mercy hook. <laughs> um, so the Ontario Reign for their um, yeah most goals against and for their um, their anger management, as you put it, their the most penalties. Uh, most penalty minutes. Um, they are getting my uh, loser of the week. 
well-deserved, I think. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, we, we like bringing you the winners and losers every week, but just message, just, you know, general public service announcement around the league. You don't want to end up on the loser of the week pile. You just don't. It's not a place you want to be. Well, instead of the loser of the week, let's at least talk about the AHL player of the week, the CCM AHL player of the week. Uh, someone that we've uh, seen a few times, Rick, uh, it's Hershey Bears goaltender Vitek Vanacek. Um, mm-hmm. He went 2-0-1 in three road starts last week, stopped 94 of 99 shots, a little different than the, than the stats you just rattled off for Ontario. Uh, with a 1.62 goals against average and a 0.949 save percentage. Well, that's kind of impressive. Well, and and keep in mind, this is the Hershey Bears team who had a dismal year last year. Um, after after consistently being the team that that stocked their roster to win over development uh, every year. Um, and who had a lot of alumni playing to win the Stanley Cup last year. Um, at the AHL level, the Hershey Bears really suffered last year. So to see early in the, in the season under new coaching staff uh, to, for, for their veteran goaltender, Vanacek, uh, putting up those kinds of numbers and making those kinds of uh, performances all in the same week has to bode well for uh, for how things are, are going so far in Hershey. For sure. Um, and of course, we you know most of the time when we have the good news about the player of the week, there's always a little bit of bad news when the AHL announces some suspensions. Uh, Rick mentioned Will O'Neill, Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins defenseman. He was suspended for one game. Uh, just as a consequence of his actions uh, on Saturday night versus Lehigh Valley, I imagine it was actually it was it's it's for being assessed an instigator penalty within the final five minutes of the third period. So, if you if for those of you who are um, not as familiar with the AHL, if you are given an instigator penalty within the last five minutes of the game, it's an automatic one game suspension. Uh, so he will miss Wilkes-Barre Scranton's game this Friday against Hershey. Uh, in addition to that, Syracuse crunch forward Dennis Yan has been suspended for two games because of an illegal check to the head uh, against uh, an opponent uh, in their game against Utica over the weekend. Uh, and so he will miss both Friday and Saturday for the Syracuse crunch. Hmm. You know, this is, we hadn't, you know, it's first couple of weeks of the season we didn't have suspensions but things are starting to heat up now you know <laughs> we're almost to november so so some of that intense play is starting to happen and of course that I'm means that we Ontario have Ontario on that list well you know with uh, with the amount of penalties they have how have they not managed to get suspended and all that mysteries of the universe we are going uh, we have a and uh, other good news other good news was the Utica Comets well, yes, we do have the Utica Comets they, with some good news with them. Um, they, well, first they met a new AHL record, and then they broke it, like, in the next game. But which one was it? Tell us, tell us, tell us. The um, AHL record of uh, 120 consecutive sellouts in their building um, and that was that was that record was set by um, St. John's um, through a couple of different uh, iterations um, of, of St. John's, the, the, the ice caps with the, the, the Winnipeg and, and, um, and uh, Mon- Montreal. Um, but always a great crowd in St. John's. They had set a, a sellout record, uh, but that was broken by the Comets. Um, and uh, congratulations to them in their, their arena that we spoke about last season after all the renovations um, is terrific. And one of our favorite places, one of the smaller buildings under 4,000 seats in that building, mm-hmm. but always, always, always a uh, great crowd, knowledgeable crowd, uh, intimate building, um, yeah, just great place to see a hockey game. And uh, so, yeah, congratulations that, that they are now the holders of the um, 
the consecutive sellout uh, um, um, games. So uh, congratulations. Well, and I'm just having, I'm just looking at an article that uh, our, our friend and colleague Ben Brunell out of Utica had written regarding this record. And he has a quote from Comets president, Rob Esch, who says, I know a lot of people talk about the size of the building when it comes to, you know, records like this, but he says, quote, but we're also the smallest market. So it's very powerful when you can do something of this magnitude. And that's, that's, you know, as you mentioned, it's, it's a small building. um, But they're, as, as president Rob Ash says, they are also the smallest hockey market. So to be able to sell out that building in the smallest market in the league, uh, consistently for now 121 consecutive games. Um, that's that's a pretty pretty remarkable thing to be able to do. Absolutely. So and congratulations- I was just looking. I was just looking at the uh, the scoring race in in uh, the AHL and, and Mason Appleton. Just to get back to him is top 20, um, number oh, 20 actually with eight points. Um, nice. We have Daniel Carr uh, with Chicago, formerly uh, of Laval, with nine points at number 13. We, for the um, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, we have Phil Verone at uh, number 11, and uh, TJ Brennan is fifth. Uh, and, um, you know, kind of amazing to me is three of the top uh, six spots uh, are taken by Rochester Americans, uh, Victor Olofsson uh, at the top. Uh, third overall in scoring, I mention him. I mention him often. Zach Redmond. Zach Redmond. Uh, third but hey, overall the Canadians in scoring. don't need a guy like that, right? No, apparently not. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, the three three in the top six uh, for uh, for Rochester. So nicely That's done fantastic. there. Mm-hmm. Really, really nice accomplishment for them. Um, they seem to be have. They're just they're kind of they're kind of tearing things up so far this season. Um, it'll be interesting. And and Laval plays them on Saturday night, so I'm sure Zach Redmond wouldn't mind getting in a few a few goals against uh, his former organization. He has he four helped. power play goals. Uh, Zach Redmond does this season four power play goals. Um, and how many goals? Did the Laval Rocket have? Was it three? <laughs> Was it three? Uh, <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, um, I think for the whole season, yeah. Something like that. Well, and as you mentioned, they like to take penalties. So Zach Redmond will probably have plenty of power play opportunities this weekend. So, hmm, very, very interesting for sure. Should be a, Should be a fun game. Uh, And so we are going to take one more quick commercial break. And when we come back on the other side of it, we will talk a little bit about what games you can expect to see some coverage from this week uh, as far as what's on the schedule and uh, a little bit more. So stay tuned. We will be right back. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, The team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel, at AllHabs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Well, Rick, it's uh, it's going to be another... As we just said, kind of interesting week for the Laval Rocket. Uh, they have two games, two road games on the schedule this week. Um, uh, in a 
they're playing a Tuesday night game this week, which is which is kind of odd. Uh, typically, uh, AHL midweek games would be on a Wednesday night, but they do play tonight uh, against the Marlies. Um, and I know we had we had talked about you know last week uh, the Marlies goaltending situation was was your was your loser of the week. So it'll be interesting to see uh, with Laval struggling uh, offensively and so forth what will happen against their their rivals the Marlies tonight. Um, and uh, of course we know despite their goaltending struggles the Marlies are the defending Calder Cup champions. So should be uh could be a feisty game for for them tonight and then Laval heads to Rochester. We just talked about how strong Rochester is. Uh so coming off of off of those back-to-back losses over the weekend uh Rick I, I this this is not exactly an easy schedule for them this week. Uh no it isn't. And um the Marlies are are below uh, the Rocket in the early in the standings in the north but just a point back. Um just a, a five points uh, could have six um and and it doesn't really matter where the two teams are in the standings um it's uh, because of the the toronto montreal rivalry it's always a, a a feisty game and and um you know certainly in that building as well uh which uh which they tend to fill um uh it'll it'll be uh it'll be fun and then as you said difficulty going into rochester where um, they're uh, five and two already in eight games, and uh, and with an overtime loss, um, so tough on the schedule. And, and uh, the Lehigh Van- Valley Valley Phantoms also on the road uh, f- uh, for three games uh, this week, uh, mm-hmm. starting tomorrow night in Hartford. That's right. They uh, they play the Wolfpack tomorrow night on the road, and then uh, they come back closer to home for the weekend, uh, a Saturday night game against uh, in, in Binghamton, and then a. Sunday early evening five o'clock game against Hershey in Hershey. So um, lots of hockey happening uh, this week uh, and could be some very good games. Uh, we will certainly have full coverage of the Laval Rocket games on the AHL report. So you can follow along at the AHL report on Twitter for uh, live game updates and game recaps. Um, and we'll also have some, some, news and information on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, particularly uh, the the game against Hershey on Sunday. Uh, and so lots for AHL fans and Lehigh Valley Phantoms fans and Laval Rocket fans to, uh, to key in on. And, uh, of course, you can always follow, as I mentioned, at the AHL Report on Twitter. Be sure you're also following on our other social media channels as well. That's at AHL Report on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and you can reach Rick at all Habs on Twitter. You can find me at Flyers Rule. And Rick, there's you know plenty of other options with Rocket Sports Radio. We've got lots of podcasts uh, within the Rocket Sports Media family. Also, great information from uh, my colleague Chris G, who is also handling Laval Rocket coverage for us this year. He's uh, I know, <clears throat> excuse me, his latest uh, Take Five article is out that people won't want to miss. Um, but all sorts of ways for people to get lots of information from a lot of different voices here at Rocket Sports Media. Uh, Rocket Sports Radio has four podcasts. Uh, this one, of course, devoted to uh, the AHL and uh, and prospects. Um, three on the that uh, focus on NHL hockey and the Montreal Canadiens, specifically the Canadians Connection uh, podcast that uh, broadcast live every Saturday at 1 p.m. and uh, Joe Whalen would want me to mention that that's 2.30 in Newfoundland. Um, that's right. There's Habs Unfiltered and there's Habs Hab a Listen. Um, and to uh, to listen to our podcast, um, go to ahl.report, uh, go to allhabs.net, or uh, from your favorite uh, podcast platform, uh, look for Rocket Sports Radio. Just search for Rocket Sports Radio and... Uh, and you'll you'll be taken to uh, our podcast that's on on uh, iTunes, TuneIn, um, Overcast, Stitcher, any of the podcast platforms that you frequent. We love that you can find us everywhere. Don't ever have to miss an episode of any of your favorite Rocket Sports Radio podcasts. Um, and Rick, believe it or not, our time is up. Well, it's a good thing because I have very little time left to celebrate National Mole Day. 
So oh, that's right. I have to be, yeah, I have to be going and doing that. You have, right, you have to kind of really, really be very focused in the celebrating. Uh, so that's I right. wish you a very happy National Mole Day uh, in Thank whatever you. it is that you're choosing to do to celebrate. Um, and, of course, to everyone else, feel free to follow along with us all week long as we bring you lots of hockey news and information and updates. Uh, We thank you so much for joining us every week here at From the Press Box. And uh, on behalf of everyone here at Rocket Sports Media, thanks so much for joining us. Have a great week. Enjoy all of the hockey as uh, October slowly starts to creep to a close. And we'll see you right back here next week for another episode of From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. And keep on wishing Remember your dream is your only skin So keep on pushing 